0: Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lincoln on Lending, David Lincoln
1: Good to have you with us, everybody. And we're pleased to... Uh be working with some new technology here provided for us by Block Talk Radio. And we're honored to. So hopefully you're hearing us in what's true HD sound. So, anyway, it's good to have you with us. It is Monday, July 20th. And uh, we are excited to have to be a part of the way you get information, what's going on in the mortgage industry. And uh, July 20th, my gosh, it is just screaming through this year. But anyway, we're. Pleased to have you join us. Hope your summer is going well. And uh, we're really excited about today's hot topic. We're continuing our series on innovation in the mortgage industry. It's the third in a series of broadcasts. I encourage you to go back and listen to all the broadcasts in the month of July as we are just uh, really just trying to see where the innovation is coming from. And I'm really excited about today's guest. We've got Scott Harris, who's going to be on the broadcast with us. And Scott is a serial entrepreneur, has a lot of innovative ideas. And, um, you know, he kind of has this idea factory. He just stirs up. There's some people you meet, they're always looking at solutions to issues going on out there. Well, the CFPB is publishing all the negative about you. Well, he's got a solution we're going to talk about that's, uh, that's really, I'm going to call it the Yelp for mortgage industry. And it's really exciting. And I'll share that with you in the Hot Topic segment. We've got him on the line. And we'll be interviewing him. Anyway, this broadcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals. And of course, we're the proud recipient of the Progress in Lending Innovation Award. And we're grateful for it. We're also grateful for our sponsors, United Guarantee and Velma, as well as all the regulars who are on the broadcast. But United Guarantee, let start with them, is a, is working so hard so you don't have to work so hard, at least on the MI side of the business. Your time is important. They recognize this. And the last thing they want you to be doing is to type the same information into a system over and over and over again. Well, United Guarantees are direct connections with their origination and pricing systems get more done in less time. They get you a rate quote or a request, an MI without ever leaving your LOS system or pricing engine. So it's very efficient and really helps you use your time efficiently, get faster response to your MI requests and by using what they refer to as the connection. So it's really important tool, this new technology called connection. So I encourage you to check out their performance, premium risk-based pricing. It's easier than ever to use and to take advantage of. For more information on United Guarantees' technology, all of the technology, specifically how you can connect and get this right out of your LOS or pricing engine, go to ugcorp.com or call your local representative. Mortgage insurance underwritten by United Guarantee Residential Insurance Company. Appreciate you, United Guarantee, for sponsoring our broadcast. Appreciate it can go and get your hold of your representative. There's some great people. Susan King, the whole group, love them all. Anyway, Velma gets the word out about what your message is. They have a set it and forget it marketing campaign feature. It's really nice. It meets campaigns uh, that you may wanna have. And so you can set a campaign on a recurring basis or you can do it on the fly. And of course, everything we do here at The Broadcast is on the fly. They do a great job of getting the word out. We're really pleased with our partnership and uh, with them. And I just want to say a big thank you. I guarantee you folks, they are going to be one of the easiest solutions, probably one of the most affordable solutions that I have found in the marketplace. And the best part of it is they take care of your communications like it was their own. And that's really the value. It's not just getting a contractor to get out information. It's really using a service that allows your message and with the same level of care and concern about the messaging Goes into it. They're a great group. Brent Embler and the group at Velba. Encourage you to get a hold of them. And of course, to say a special thanks to Alice and Joe, both being here. Alice with uh, Indicom Mortgage Services, Mortgage You Indicom Mortgage Services, and Joe, of course, with our one of my the the only place I go to get all the pricing information. MBS Quote Line. Joe Farr, good to have you here with us. Give us an update. What's going on in the markets? We're off a little bit. I hear.
2: I yeah, see just from your a website. couple thirty seconds, Dave. Not much. Not off awesome much. No, no, no economic data to, to, to talk about today. Um, Greece is uh, not so much in the news anymore. And I guess that's news. Uh, things are that moving true, along there, as you would yeah. 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 The uh, uh, European Commission uh, funded a, a, a loan which allowed Greece to then turn around and pay off the IMS, IMF and the ECB. And uh, they were able to open their banks today. Uh, so... You know, progress is being made. In addition, the first of uh, several austerity measures took effect today—the uh, uh, slight increase in the value-added tax. So, things are moving along as expected. There. Good. Uh, and, and so, last week uh, was really when Greece kind of left the uh, as being the primary influence of mortgage rates. Uh, things that happened at the end of the prior week pretty much to, to uh, allow that not to be as big a driver. And so the economic data kind of took over, uh, starting with retail sales. Retail sales uh, came in short of expectations. In, in fact, uh, a growth of five-tenths was expected, and, and it only grew, uh, actually, it shrunk uh, one-tenth. yeah. So that was the ex-auto number. And, and that Slowing down of retail sales was enough to uh, you know, allow the market to anticipate maybe uh, less uh, inflation, and I don't know what effect it might have on the, on the Fed, but it was enough to allow a little improvement in mortgage rates. Uh, during the week, was really a lot of economic data came out last week, but retail sales was really the only big market mover. The manufacturing data was mixed. Industrial production was pretty much as expected. Uh, PPI was a little higher than expected, but CPI was right on consensus. Uh, a little bit of housing data came out. The home builders are still very confident, and housing starts were strong, but all that was in the apartment sector. The single-family starts were actually flat. And then we had Fed Chair Yellen in her semiannual testimony before Congress, and uh, she didn't reveal anything Significant, and new, and, and so her testimony had very little influence on mortgage rates. And For the week, MBS prices improved about a half a point, so good to see that. Yeah. In the week ahead, we have uh, very little economic data in the week ahead uh, other than important housing data. We have existing home sales on Wednesday and new home sales on Friday. Uh, jobless claims every Thursday, and leading indicators comes out this Thursday. And the Greek Parliament set to vote on another austerity measure on Wednesday. And um, you know, each step of the process, if it goes as expected, should not be market-moving. But if there's any sort of uh, uh, blip in the in the schedule of things, then uh, uh, we might see a little uh, effect on the market. And so that's
0: it.
1: it couldn't be an interesting week always until this thing is i mean until they get through all aspects of this and totally embracing it and the greeks the greek citizens settle down i mean i, I don't know I, I think this one may stay in the news a little bit although it does look like it's in a in a positive swing right now right yeah the new ex- new home sales numbers that could be interesting and then with pending home sales numbers i mean you know it'll be interesting to see how these home sales numbers this week kind of come out so Well, this
2: week it's existing home sales first and then the new home sales later. The existing home sales, you know, that's 90% of the market. So uh, we'll get a much better reading uh, on that number.
1: But it's also the the new home sales number is significant from the standpoint, if we got new home sales doing well, then the builders are going to be building. And while it's a small piece of the overall big picture, it does keep the economy and help support the economy with
2: you know, no question. No question. So,
1: and then what's the jobless claims number again? What's that in indicating that that's going to come in better than expected? Uh, the, the, or, I, I mean, the uh,
2: consensus. Uh, the consensus is for it to be a little better than uh, last week. Last week was flat with the prior week, and, and and this week the consensus calls for a little improvement in that number.
1: Well, I tell you folks, if you're not using this kind of service, I mean, and not any kind of service, you can use other services out there, but I'll tell you the reason I keep talking about MBS quote line, it is probably the most concise to the point information. Again, the guys that do the analysis have at it, do your thing. I'm wanting to just say, is it going up or down? Should I lock or float? And what should I do? The Tasha I be advising my virus? And, and that's really what this service is about. Very affordable and right to the point. Stay tuned. You can learn more how to get signed up for this, right after this break. We'll be back with Paul Malo. Talk to you soon. Be right
0: back. Thanks, Dave. Economic uncertainty has created a tremendous amount of market volatility for the past few weeks. Intraday price changes seem the rule rather than the exception. Have you been surprised by a midday price change? Have you been frustrated as you locked a loan just ahead of a price movement? Found it difficult to explain to a customer why the rate you quoted is no longer available? MBS Quoline can eliminate these frustrations. MBS Quoline monitors Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Ginnie Mae mortgage-backed security prices in real time. It makes the information conveniently available on your desktop, smartphone, or by email or text message. These are the same prices used to set mortgage rates each morning and to issue midday price changes when significant movement occurs. With MBS Quoteline, you'll never be out of touch with the market, whether you're in the office or on the road. See for yourself what MBS Quoteline can do for you. Go to MBSQuoteline.com to start a risk-free two-week trial. MBSQuoteline.com. 646-716-4972. 646-716-4972. The Lincoln on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lincoln. Always good to have you back with us. And we
1: have on the phone and on the line with us, Paul Mallow And of course, he writes for Inside Mortgage Finance. And they have the blog and the website that you need to get signed up for if you're not already, folks. And it's imfnews.com. Check it out at www. IMFNews.com. Paul, good to have you with us. So the mega banks are retreating, my friend. At least that's what Bancroft's telling us.
3: Well, uh, that's actually not new. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's interesting? Well, listen, we know the non-banks been gobbling up market share, but uh, John Bancroft of our staff did some uh, deeper uh, analysis on the data. And it looks like institutions with uh, banks that is uh, with assets ranging from a billion to ten billion, grew their uh, portfolio holdings of mortgages by about 8.9 percent in the second quarter. And then those with a billion in assets, uh, with less than a billion in assets, increased their holdings by about a little over four uh, percent, while the mega banks continued to shrink. So. Uh interesting things going on out in the marketplace as far as that that's concerned uh the earnings reports by the way the non banks are coming up in the next few weeks and it'll be interesting to see what happens to uh companies like nation star and Aquin, uh Stonegate, and some of the others so um interesting stuff uh united wholesale mortgage uh they rolled out an interest only arm for non jumbo borrowers today. Uh, that's a product which um, which they won't keep in portfolio because they don't have a portfolio, so they'll be selling that into the secondary market, I believe. Uh, but it's interesting that someone's you know pitching an IO uh, mortgage for non-jumbo uh, borrowers. Uh, also, Citadel Citadel Servicing Corps, We would give them a bit of coverage because, quite frankly, yeah, they are the only very active, shall we say, non-prime lender out there that we can get some solid information on Uh, there's a few others like angel oak and uh, deep-haven lending as well but they're not very open with what they're doing citadel on the other hand is they uh, funded roughly 144 million in non-prime mortgages in the first half and that's basically what their volume was for all the last year uh... they hired uh... industry vet alan pavani uh, uh, to head their new correspondent division, uh, they've been basically doing uh, all broker-funded loans with maybe a little tiny bit of retail. So that's a story we'll continue to follow. Uh, you know, the, the sort of mini revival, so to speak, of the non-prime uh, industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a story about genie May securitization volume soaring. That's from George Brooks. Uh, pretty good number, 117 billion dollars. In uh, Genie Mae securitizations, that's up a pretty uh, sturdy forty-seven percent from the first quarter. So FHA and VA, uh, VA's—you know, everyone knows VA's doing a nice, nice volumes these days. Uh, I would guess in part because, well, there's more veterans. I think we've talked about this before, but also that zero down payment. Um, function of the program thats that's got to be a, a top selling point for a lot of lenders also we have a story about the 25 uh, day loan closing is that a myth well um, we think it is uh, also there's some numbers out there from Ellie May, which said in June refinancings took 52 days you know a lot of lenders say oh we can close loans fast but quite frankly you know maybe they can close loans quickly in a perfect environment but there's a lot of stuff screwing up loan closings these days and and the big story on that obviously is the TRID, the integrated disclosure rule which uh, goes into effect in early October. You know we're hearing all kinds of numbers about how uh, how bad uh, loan closing is going to be slowed down come early October? I mean, numbers anywhere from 10 to 15 days up to 40 days. You know, I don't know if this is fear mongering or just people, you know, acting out uh, and voicing their anxieties about what's going to happen, but that's going to be a big story come uh, early October. Oh, yeah. Uh in the short take section we got some uh talk of from we talked to some brokers we've known for a while and James as well as Mark Savin and you know it's interesting we talked about um you know the non-banks we're seeing more wholesalers come into the business uh that's uh, probably a function of it being uh, a pretty good or much cheaper um production channel so there's there's interest in the wholesale channel, of course, none of the mega banks are coming into that anytime soon, and nor does anyone think in their right mind we're ever going to see wells fargo j p m or b of a ever return to the wholesale broker channel but so we threw that in there. Uh, also, Cerberus Capital Management—they're writing a, um, a securitization. It's—it's it's actually pretty seasoned stuff of reperforming mortgages, almost 8.9, 8.9 years old. They're putting together a, a pretty big security. It's—I think it's over $800 million. Uh, and just a, a quick note: PHH. We're waiting for them to issue a date on their earnings call. Uh, that's a must, uh, must, must watch and uh, listen to. Earnings uh, call for the second quarter. People keep uh, want to know. The big question is, will DHH uh, give any update on how they're going with their private label negotiations with one of their biggest clients, Merrill Lynch? So uh, that's something we're keeping an eye on all the time. So that's pretty much the highlights for today, David. So
1: lots of take good it away. stuff. And yeah, you you do a great job on this website. And folks, if you're again, you can sign up for this, and then they get this in their email box regularly, right? Paul. Oh, you know, yeah, you, you can
3: visit the website directly or get an email to your PC, your laptop, or or your mobile device. Sure. We do it yeah. all. You do it
1: all. So, folks, check it out. www.imfnews.com. Get signed up. Paul, thanks so much. Have a great rest of the week. Look forward to having you back Thank next you. week. All you right, do. my friend. Appreciate okay, it. Cool. You bet, you too. All right, let's get over to Alice Alvey. Someone wrote me, said the darling of the uh, compliance world, only Alice can tell me the bad news and I can accept it. So what, uh, but you've got a lot of good news you give to Alice. So we can't put that around you. Just, you know, you're delivering all the, Tough news that's out there, but good to have you with us. How's your summer going up there in cool Michigan? What's that, Pure Michigan? Is that how they say it, Pure Michigan?
4: Yes, it is. Those are great ads, aren't they? They make you want to come visit our Great lake. Oh, I know. Yes, they're beautiful up here. Good. well I wanted to comment quickly on what Paul said about you know kind of the question that he asked on uh, the timing for lenders as trid gets closer and this will definitely be a story you know as we hit the end of September and, and I agree with him it is absolutely going to be a story to watch to see what percentage of lenders are actually, going to make it within any kind of a 30 35 day window. Um, we just conducted a webinar that talked about all the best practices that we're seeing. We held that for free uh, last week, and you know, we're happy to share information with clients if they want to give us a call. But we really do see the reality is if you take your current loan process and you walk backwards through the new timeline that you'll have even if you're planning to issue the CD early, you will run into that procedures you have today are roadblocks to successfully delivering it in the 30 days. Um, You have certain things that have to happen before the next step can occur, all the way back to the point where, you know, someone's taking a 1003, Uh, When will processing start working on the file, right? When will initial disclosures go out? Do I have to have them signed back before the processor can actually start taking some next steps? And really, that's where we're finding one of the biggest pain points where lenders are realizing they better take a good hard look at changing their process uh, and changing their programming if they think they're gonna hit even the 35 and the 30 day mark. So um, that's my heads up. I I would not say it's any kind of fear mongering. It's it's reality as lenders right Uh now are trying to assess where they can find the efficiency. Um, so I'll get back to my legislative update (laughs) That's my my opinion on that so um, proposed rule is still the name of the game for the extension and I'm on the CFPB website as we speak and I don't see a final approval that we really have until October 3rd so I don't see any reason why we shouldn't but when you read the comments so there were over 800 comments posted on this extension and I don't know who set the appraisers on fire but I think they bombed bombarded this, I don't think there's really anywhere near 800 valuable comments here there's a ton of them from the appraisal community saying the AMC fee needs to be separated from the appraisal fee. And then they get off on tyrants. You know, you wonder if some of these people actually checked with, you know, had, it's a Good <laughs> idea before you post something in a public environment, have someone else do an emotional check on your posting. That's
1: <laughs> <Right>? a great <laughs> suggestion. <Yeah. laughs>
4: an emotion check. Um, I love Some it. people, yeah. so, anyway, some of them are just really, they don't get to respond to your comment because here's going to be their response this has nothing to do with what we asked you to comment on so that's going to be their response Uh, they'll be able to toss all those uh, but it did remind us that We do have to be careful. Um, Technically, we're all kind of moving forward that October 3rd is gonna be a given, but we're watching for the formal approval on that. Uh, One quick note too, is uh, the the proposal did remind you of something. And that is CFPB has given us a toolkit to replace the special info booklet, but they have not yet finalized A loan estimate and closing disclosure description. So if you picture the special info booklet today has a picture of a HUD-1 in it, and it walks through things that the customer should know about that, Um, the new toolkit doesn't have as much detail. It has some, but not as much. Uh, So uh, lenders are looking at they may still supplement the special info booklet, you know, with some more detail. Um, And that, um, as of now, does look like you'd be able to do uh on the legislative front uh, we had dave stevens on the show uh, several weeks back go listen to that recording he talks about the financial regulatory improvement act that is senate bill 1484. there were hearings held on that on july 16th uh, but they don't have any of the minutes or anything posted and frankly i'm not sure that actually improves the likelihood of this moving forward but we're definitely watching that bill it combined seven bills that all have lots of importance to the industry overall in trying to kind of set the framework for uh, what to do with Fannie and Freddie, um, eliminating barriers for job for loan originators who are transitioning from a registered to licensed entity, uh, safe harbor for some portfolio loans under QM, lots of little pieces were all pulled together on this. We'll definitely continue to watch that for you. Uh, and then last but not least, I want to give you a quick heads up. CNA they did just publish also last week their summary of their selling guide communications. I love this publication because it helps me go back and make sure I didn't forget anything in underwriting. There was some loosening of underwriting requirements that you want to make sure your team didn't miss. And because we know in sales, we all love easier underwriting. So that's my two cents for today, Dave
1: good two cents alice excellent yeah i mean there's just so much information that you're staying on top of and, and and the biggest thing is really now starting to get into training alice and you know how do you do this so we were adjusting for it we got trid we got a little bit of reprieve and some time this is really a time to get your act together folks on that point and i can't tell you if you're looking for good training, especially online training, reoccurring online training, there's no one better than does it than Alice Alvey and her team there at Indicom. So I encourage you to sign up with that, get a hold of Alice, and you can learn hey, how.
4: You bet. <laughs> big hey, plug. That's I I'm the- webinars on SHA 4000.1? That's a hot topic today. Everybody oh, Yeah. training and uh, we're definitely set up to be able to customize that for all your team members uh, across the board so you can make sure they got the right information and they're ready to roll on the new FHA requirements.
1: It's important stuff folks if you want to learn this how to sign up get a hold of Alice. stay tuned to this message we'll be right back right after this break
0: if you have questions about mortgage regulations Indicom Mortgage U has free answers If you need ideas about how to reinvent your organization, Indicom Mortgage U will share great ideas. When you need help at any step of the loan process, give us a call or send an email. The Indicom team of experts have been helping mortgage players from origination through servicing for over 30 years. Your success is our focus. Whether it's a quick question or long-term support, portfolio, conventional, or government lending, it's a competitive market. So let Indicom Mortgage You give you the edge.
1: Good to have you with us, everybody. It's so exciting to get in your lives and then hear from you throughout the broadcast. As I'm doing this broadcast, many of you are sending me emails. and You can send them. Uh, you can text them. A lot of things come in by text. So that's, of course, 512-632-2900. I love getting those. You can shoot Dave, me an email. just
4: lost your sound a little bit. Could you pick Oh, you lost.
1: Yeah, did I? Is that better? Is that better? Hopefully that's
4: better. Uh, could be better, a little better.
1: Could be better. Well, let's get into the, I'll dial in with the, the regular. So that's, that's a, right there. That, it, All right, it's back. So, all right, very good. Um, anyway, we are glad to have with us today, Scott Harris. Uh, we're getting, remember, we're doing a series of broadcasts, folks. And the series of broadcasts is on innovation. And it's innovation in the mortgage industry. And we're real excited to have Scott Harris with us on the broadcast. And he has done a number of significant things. I mean, there's different ones that look at the industry and they see all these problems. There's other people that look at the industry and the legitimate challenges that are out there and say, I see solutions. So that's what this series of broadcasts of the month of July are about is solutions and innovation and how to tackle them. Again, we talk about Alice. Joe's, you got the markets covered. He does a great job, very innovative products there. But Alice has got the innovation covered on the training side of it, doing some very innovative things, but what else is going on out there? And that's really what this broadcast is about and uh, really keeping you apprised of all those. So we wanted to focus on innovation and we're excited to have our Scott Harris with us. He woke up early, found uh, a bunch of coffee and is joining us from the West Coast. Scott, <laughs> good to have you here with us, my friend.
5: It's great to be on, Dave. It was uh, yeah, it was good. pretty exciting listening to uh, to Alice we uh we have we're working on a we're working on a project that uh that we could really use her expertise on so i'm
0: sure we'll talk a little bit about that but
1: yeah, I hey, gotta uh, tell you there's no no one better to getting Alice on there and I encourage that And she also backs up as the sound engineer letting me know when I have sound issues because you can't hear it on my side And so <laughs> if there's anyone involved there So she also backs up when i'm gone on vacation as the host So that's a great job. And we're just so honored to have her be a part of it. but I really want our audience scott to get to know who you are And so if you would give our listeners a little bit of about a background about yourself. Tell us what you've done and so they know who you are and many of the successes you've already enjoyed. So if you give us some, give us insights.
5: Absolutely. So um, my background is in real estate. I started as a, a real estate agent. Uh, I, I had some luck. I won on some government contracts and uh, within four years uh, as, a, as a realtor, um, I was closing about a thousand transactions a year. The bad news is that was in Ohio. Uh, and we were doing it at about, I was doing about $60,000 at a clip. Um, uh, dirt while I was a real estate agent, I, uh, I made a transition into mortgage lending. Um, and so, uh, and so in addition to buying several remaxes, which are, uh, still in the Cincinnati Dayton area today, uh, I started closing loans. I, I, uh. I think if life had a rewind button, I'm not sure I'd I, I might use it for that because I got in at about 2008. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, so that was yeah, that, that was tough. The one thing that I always did in my uh, in my real estate and mortgage world was uh, was create technology to solve problems for my own business. And, uh, and we had some developers on staff, and we, we did pretty well and, uh, and we began developing products uh, for ourselves, uh, that, that other folks in the industry, uh, needed. That's how, that's how I was introduced to California. Uh, literally okay. when I started traveling to California, uh, to support some of the products, it's, it was the biggest, I, right? we went from an average sale price in Ohio of a hundred thousand uh, dollars, <laughs> to the town I moved in is a $1.1 million uh, average sales price. Yes. Uh, the houses, well, the houses li- are not that much nicer. but
1: <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> live in is- Danville, which is one of my favorite places in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. yeah, east of the Bay Area. And it's just, it is gorgeous there. And the homes are pricey, though. So, yeah, the average loan amount could be a little higher there. A lot of jumble. Lending, but tell us about some of the innovative products you've done. Give us a list of some of those things. So people, and then kind of address the problem that you were, you saw, and then what was the solution? So, you know, one is, is now listed, and then there's a UWM. Talk about some of these.
5: Yeah. So um, we have, uh, we've spent some time, we became known as sort of the company that would solve a problem for a lender, right? Create a white label solution. And and being from the real estate background and the mortgage background, uh, it was about creating connectivity for us. It was always about trying to bridge that communication uh, and that relational gap between uh, real estate agents and loan officers so and the customer. So along the way, we created some products. Um, some folks will know is now listed. We created lots of white labeled versions of that tool, uh, marketing tools that uh, connect to listing data and create flyers and and single property websites and uh uh and videos and post those to youtube and and all kinds of stuff virtual tours and that that's is now listed uh we also are really uh one of our one of our passions uh we have to say that because it's more of a mission than it is a money maker some days is uh, is automated mortgage lending we uh we are we work on uh on connecting realtors and homeowners and, and title agents and insurance agents and loan officers from the beginning of the process all the way to the end. Um, and that's another reason I think it's very exciting uh, to hear, Alice. We we really believe that direct-to-consumer portal is the solution for a lot of these problems that we're hearing about, Putting the putting the disclosures direct-to-consumer, putting the uh, the workflow direct to consumers, so they can connect to their bank and pull their documents automatically, and, and stuff like that. So uh, I won't I won't go too deep into that on this, but but the automated mortgage lending tool. We also um we we create we created and I won't talk about a bunch of them, but just like I heard United Wholesale on the call. United Wholesale has a marketing center where you can go and create a flyer and it white label that flyer for any of the thirty thousand uh, uh, or so folks. Um, that, that was a that's a project that we partnered with uh, United Health Wholesale on. So uh, today we're going to talk about social survey, but that, that's a, that's sort of a sampling of some of the things we that we've done and that we that, that that we support today.
1: Well, let's get this over to my Alice. I'll let you get in on this discussion. And uh, Alice,
4: okay. So since you used the word only, you must want me to ask about your numbers. So let let's hear it. <laughs>
5: Um, so yeah, so social survey, uh, is, uh, is just coming out in beta. So it is a, it is the tool that we're going to be talking about today. I guess first, uh, we should tell people w- what social survey is, um, Good idea. social survey. Yeah. So social survey, uh, is a tool, uh, that, uh, that connects to your point of sale, which is like, let's say encompass or. Uh, or calyx or if you're a real estate agent dot loop or one of these tool, one of these systems, and when you close a transaction, it automatically will uh, will ask and so you'll, it has the a really
1: company, cool. it you'll ask customers how they dare how how the how the lender did right? Yeah, how the loan officer
5: did uh, specifically, and how was the overall experience it's got a neat algorithm that that can can predict. You know, happy from upset, uh, and and literally, if the people are happy, it will uh, it will syndicate or share their happy comments on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and RSS feed and on the company's websites and the company's social pages and and you know, unlimited number of social pages, uh, giving um, our customers lots of lift, lots of social and business lift now. It also has compliance workflow built into it so that if the folks are unhappy, that it'll, it can say, we're sorry you had a bad experience. Would you tell us uh, what would have made it better? And then it will actually continue the workflow. Someone from our quality team will be contacting you in the next 24 hours. Uh, We hope to earn your business and your trust again in the future. So it literally solves the problem for compliance and for sales. And then it gives the enterprise all kinds of really cool advanced reporting. So, the word only uh, was was uh, in in uh, in a reaction, I guess, to uh, to uh, to the brand. It's a brand new tool, and it is a beta tool. So we are uh, uh, we are just rolling it out. We've invited we invited twelve companies total uh, to be a part of our uh, beta uh, some pretty powerful companies. Remax is, is doing a big test with a big region. Um, and, uh, out of the 12 companies, all 12 companies have signed up for the beta and we have, uh, we have 12,000, uh, beta users for our August 1st launch. So, um,
4: you mentioned, you mentioned Remax. Do you have mortgage customers in there as well? Is this, uh, this social survey sounds like a you know, a great idea if it's got that compliance workflow for the complaints, you know, as lenders, we've got to have policies and procedures for customer complaint management.
5: Yeah, that's it's it's most exciting to be honest for lenders because um because lenders again have that complaint management process and so off, often sit and forget it way for um uh, for lenders they actually you actually put your tire hierarchy in and the tool will give you real-time feedback. We get over a percent response rate. and Say that again. We bro- we're breaking so up. Get, Scott,
1: we're re- breaking re- up, just breaking up there periodically. So say that you get a what percentage response rate? We
5: we get over a 30% response rate with completed surveys from customers in real time. So they just closed. And before they can go on Yelp and complain uh, we already have been able to get in front of that and say, we're sorry you had a bad experience, right? So we get, we get this great, and then the lenders can get quality reports. They can get, uh, they can get uh, reports by loan officer. They can get instant feedback by customer. We actually have a feature that also monitors the social activity of all of the employees for the lender and reports daily all new business social posts automatically to the social media manager at the lenders office so most of our beta users are lenders
4: so it okay, does sound good. like it, is it is it really like a automated online reputation management um, that you can kind of customize of what you define as happy and how you want happy to go out and then what is negative and how I want to manage my negatives
5: one 100% enterprise tool where you can and you can white label all the templates you can tell us what triggers you want to, to go out you can pick your questions you can decide at what level syndicate how it syndicates you can decide what connections you monitor on the social media channels it's very simple ui it's uh uh face sorry and it's uh it's very easy for lenders to set up we have our beta group i guess i guess i can tell you some of our beta group um we have uh we have PRMI and AFN and um, we have uh, 12, 13 lenders total that, that are on it right now. Um, and, uh, but from that one time we invited 12, we got 12 uh, at the, uh, we actually did that at Mastermind. We have uh security national. Um, some of yeah, them are yeah. missing me, uh, but lots of great, lots of uh Lots of really important customers that uh, and and we're and we're working through some uh, some strategic partnerships. It seems like we are the only really complete solution that lets the enterprise control everything that solves the requirement for managing complaints.
1: Very interesting. That is really interesting. Alice.
4: Well, I think it's great. I mean, normally I'm the first one to, you know, kind of go, I don't know if we want a show that focuses on one product and we, you know, I don't I want it to come across as a sales pitch. And But I love this. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking <laughs> because it's, how often do you find a solution that keeps sales happy and compliance happy at the same time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those are, yeah, I'm usually exclusive most of the time. Yeah, and so Alice, I was thinking about this as a way to manage your reputation, especially, I mean, you're being proactive with the CFPB, you know, getting this negative feedback and, and registering it. I mean, does it work that way, Alice? I mean, from what you hear so far, does it really a good hedge to that reputational risk that CFPB might be picking up on? Say, CFP, you got this news, but let me show you all these other results.
4: Well, you you definitely have to manage it. So, yeah, I mean, anything that helps you manage and what's going on in the complaint world is possible. Now, obviously, there's more to the complaints than the surveys coming back from, you know, you said it was based on the transaction closing. So certainly as a lender, I've got other complaints coming into my process or feedback. So uh, is it really just triggered based on that transaction closing? What about my customers that don't close?
5: Yes, so we we don't have uh, customers that don't close workflow in it today, Uh, but it's very simple to just set up another trigger. So Mm -hmm. I actually I actually wanted to uh, to tell you a quick story of how this came about, if that's okay, so that you can sort of understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
5: and can you hear me? okay?
4: if he was still on the line,
1: (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm, I'm dialing in with I'm using my old lights dialing in here in a minute, but go ahead. Keep on going. I'm listening
5: to you. So, um, so we had a customer that came to us and said, and and they had a couple of bad reviews on Yelp, and they said, uh, look, our customers are happy, and we're in business to solve a problem and make money, and we don't want unhappy customers, but it seems like customers will not go write a review for a professional unless they're steered to or unless they're unhappy, right? It's not a true credible sampling. And then Yelp basically requires you pay them to start managing who are real customers so that you can mute those bad reviews. If someone is really unhappy, Yelp, it seems like, gives more credibility to the unhappy person, especially if you're not paying the toll. Right. And so we, we set out to say, okay, first off, let's find out if these customers are happy, and so we went out and we started making phone calls and doing it manually, and we found that customers were basically happy, and so we built a system that in, in, in its very early stages that uh, connected to Encompass, and as soon as uh, the loan officer closed, it asked the customer how they did, and uh, and and just found out in real time if they were happy or not, and so that we could manage the complaints, and that so and and. And we could make those folks happy and 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 listen to them, which is what they really needed most of the time. And so that we could monitor all the loan officers and see who our bad eggs were and 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 see, you know, who, who our quality uh, stars were. And let me tell you the result. We started out with an 18% adoption rate, terrible adoption rate, but that's about what you get. But because it said it and forget it, it would still send out the surveys to those loan officers that didn't adopt. And so what we found is over 90 days, we went from an 18% to 100% adoption rate, right? Because all the loan officers were getting these surveys back from the customers, and now they're logging in. They want to know more. They want to engage. Then we we went to a 36% completed survey rate, and here is the real kicker. We went from a 7.6 average score to a 9.6 on a scale of 10 average score in 90 days we thought we were going to find bad apples what we found was that with a little bit of accountability the conversation changed right then we started doing some really cool things we we added a quote of the day that we were sending out to everyone uh so, so that that we did an ego play on it so that people were like excited to see if they made the quote of the day we 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 added the uh a, a quality award monthly. We did an annual customer quality award. We uh, uh, we actually were adding the the scorecard model to the company's compensation model. Right? It was the the lots of results that we didn't expect when it's real time, set it and forget it data that that becomes uh, it became viral among the employees among the staff. And so it just really turned into a really cool tool. And when we saw these results, we said, we said this that's it. Everyone, every professional who's ever been screwed by one bad Yelp review, every quality pro needs this kind of management and, 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 and feedback. And so do the companies. And so we built it. Very interesting.
2: How does this relate to the CFPB database of complaints? Because by that very nature, it's all bad. So yeah, I, I I gotta tell you, people are really
5: frustrated about this. It's just it's just one more domino. It's the Yelp complaining customer. It's another voice of the complaining customer. And I, I think what our tool does is it's not, it's not meant to just mute the bad reviews, right? Literally, most companies have a complaint management process, but they couldn't give you any real data. When the, if the CFPB came in, they couldn't say, here's our reports, here's our survey responses, here's what we're doing, here's how we resolve these negative uh, views. Here's, you know, they couldn't get, they couldn't, you know, give them a fire hose of data uh, and say, here is how we are on top of this, right? This solves that problem it also puts a puts hundred times the good reviews everywhere online for every bad review that makes it online. Okay, so, so that's what we found. We found that, uh, that's what we're finding, I should say, that yes, people are going to complain to the CFPB, but fewer will complain if you get ahead of it and, 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 tr- yeah. and let those people be listened to. And it, uh, we also found that you've got all this data company-wide to be able to say this is how this is our this is a part of our complaint management process and this is what we're doing to get those to get to to get those that, that data and to react to it.
2: it and scott is that a defense if the cfpb comes to you and says hey look at all these complaints you can say look at all these uh, good re- uh, references
5: yeah. You know, I think that, That's I think exactly that any time you can overwhelm it yeah. with, yeah. Anytime you can overwhelm the CFPB with real data about how you're a quality company that cares about the consumer experience and you're doing A, B and C and D, and here's the data to prove it. I think it's a I think it's a great response. I don't think, I think, uh, I think you go from, from almost no real management of your complaints to a whole different level of, 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 uh, of caring about the customer experience. I think it should be the new standard, to be honest, that, that we ask customers how we did, and if they're unhappy, that somebody from quality or compliance actually reaches out to them and listens, listens to them and tries to find a way to make it better. And this just sets that, and that just sets this in a, in, a, in a push button, set it and forget it,
1: automated way. I
2: love it, yeah. I love it, Joe. Well, actually I was throwing it back to you. Okay.
1: I'm sure it's so much fun when you're working with new technology, Scott, and you're working with things, things are working so well, you're sounding crystal clear. And then for whatever reason, my mic was getting cutting in and out, you know, what I, that's the thing that I love about this is that we have a problem and you in bringing about a solution, you know, um, how does, I, I want to encourage innovators out there to, first of all, pay attention to this look at this as a solution but more importantly I want to look at how is it that you come up with this style of stuff is it something you're listening to this are you just wired differently in the rest of the world you're not sitting around complaining why why did you come up with this not someone else
5: so I I sort of have this this idea that if there if people are complaining about something right like when I used to do real estate, people used to complain about the HUD contracts that they had to fill out and how they were different. People used to complain about those. And I, I just it instinctively said, there's an opportunity there. There's a, there's, there's, you can make. And then I, then I went and got the HUD contract, and I, and I uh, sold 4,000 homes a year from that one government contract right? This is the same thing. While people are sitting around licking their wounds about this compliance problem because of the way you're going to have to get disclosure, change your disclosure process. I'm telling you the disclosure process that, that I heard on your show that is changing, it's going to change the workflow. I'm telling you, I see that as a massive opportunity for consumer lending portal adoption that creates more efficiencies and short Yes, Right. I, people see problems. I see. OK, there's an opportunity. And how can yeah, we create I, workflow and rules engines to fix those problems?
1: And, and that's really what this whole series of broadcasts is, about: is to strike people's thinking to, you know, start thinking differently about these things. It's going to be you know, Alice. And we, we've been talking about on this radio, right? This is going to be the big differentiator of how you're perceived in the marketplace and by the regulators or by your customers. And what are you doing to get on top of it and actually turn it to your advantage? I think you've got a great solution here for individuals and companies that want to know more about this. Tell us why and how they can get signed up. Why should they get signed up? Seems pretty obvious after this discussion. And how can they get signed up?
5: Well, we're going to extend the beta. The beta is really important to us because we make it a promise. Right? Yeah, for those and that so, don't
1: understand a beta g- explain what a beta is about just so people understand that
5: it's a controlled launch group where we bring people on slowly we could scale to 100 we'll probably scale to a hundred thousand users among re- just real just staying in our lane right and we think we think insurance agents we think plumbers need this kind of a tool right but right now we know mortgage and real estate we're going to stay in that lane so our beta or our uh or our get it right period, right? Where we are actually bringing on a controlled group slowly. We are monitoring the promises and the adoption. And we are very manually, very aggressively making sure that each one of those promises are fulfilled by our team and our software, right? We don't want to go live with 50,000 users and have a single person say, this stuff doesn't work. right Right. so that's why you do a beta you say you want to make sure that i mean this thing's going to scale no question about it so we want to make sure that the the 12 13 15 whatever the customers that we start with that they have a perfect experience and that the promises we made are the promises we keep and uh, and so for for your group for your listeners if they're enterprise companies we would love to uh we'd love to hear from them we'd love to get them in queue um and and we would We'd be willing to put a couple more in the beta if, but you know, it would be end of August where we would actually be able to roll them in. Um, right now, we're working on PRMI and and AFN and RHF and Remax, and so those should be in beginning of August. Should all be that's five six thousand total users, um, and then and then wow. we've got a, a queue. So in other words, um, we uh, we think it's going to scale. We think it's exciting, and and we want to make sure we get it right. Uh, and and not we deliver half a solution. We want to make sure we deliver the whole promise.
1: And let's talk about so the way the whole that promise go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, the whole promise includes no, no. social security. Does it includes you know other aspects of what you're doing?
5: So the whole promise is an enterprise or an individual can come in, sign up set up their entire hierarchy, no matter how complicated, no matter how many, if this guy's a loan officer, a branch manager and a regional manager, and he has per, different permissions and he has different, we want to make sure that our, because that, we understand that hierarchies and managing people and managing uh, is is complicated in the mortgage and real estate space. We get that. And so we built a, 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 an enterprise tool to solve those problems and give people permission-based reporting and locks and controls and compliance and locking logos, locking branding, locking disclaimer, all this stuff we knew was going to be important. So that's the first promise. Are, is it compliant marketing, right? Is it do the, do the, do the, Are the pages compliant? Do they say the right things? Do they do the right things? And, and do they do it from an enterprise level with enterprise controls? That's the first promise. The second promise is set it and forget it automated surveys. Can we connect to your point of sale and automatically ask people how you did using your white label templates and questions? Okay. The yep. third promise is the advanced workflows that say, that say, are you, uh, if they're unhappy, what are the workflows? If they're happy, how do we share those workflows and get as much business and social lift as we can? Then we go to social monitor. That's a promise. Does the monitor work every time somebody posts and says, greats are great today, right? Does it send an alert to the social media manager for the entire 1,000 or 1,400 users of PRMI? Does it do that all the way up, uh, right? So that the social media manager doesn't have to look, doesn't have to Google search, just knows, alert, social media post. Okay? So that's a promise. Okay? And then we make it easy. And I think this is what Alice was talking about. We make it easy to change your workflow what levels you post what levels you uh, what levels you don't post what the words are what the questions how the white labels look so that's our promise it's working perfectly we're stress testing now all of those promises it looks like we're keeping but I'm not going to be happy till we have 12,000 beta users in and all 12,000 of them with their photos and their logos and their hierarchy and the permissions and they've logged in that's when I'll say we have a successful beta launch is when we have mm-hmm. uh, all twelve thousand folks in, and and it working for them.
1: Well, it is. It it's, yeah, that helps a lot. Now, so how people get a hold of you is our website they can go to.
5: Yeah, so we have set up a, a domain. We'd really love to uh, to be able to uh, to 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 share our appreciation with you, Dave, and and the folks on uh, Blog Talk Radio. We. Uh, so we've set up a page, uh, and it's a private page where the folks that come in this way can get can be a part of a beta that will be free, um, and uh, and because they're coming through you guys. So uh, so we've set up a page. We'll we'll put it on the website, um, and we do. It says btr.socialsurvey.me. That should be up in the next hour, and uh, and then the link that that we put it on is socialsurvey.may forward slash survey forward slash btr and we'll put that on there because that's up now um so we'll get that up on the website right away so
1: well I, i i there's a lot of innovation out there, great ideas i really like this one because it not only solves a problem but it also gets you you the blown off or you the business owner in touch of what is going on with your business and it's a very effective tool. And I think that one of the reasons mortgage lenders by and large have not had the best reputation. We've had some of the worst repeat business statistics of any industry out there. And the reason that is is because we have not been reaching out and staying in touch with our customers. And one person wrote me and says, Dave, you know, it's starting to sound a little bit like an infomercial. Well, the reality is when you're starting to talk about solutions out there and companies that are providing solutions, yeah, it's, we're going to trip over that line as I said last week and actually get out there and start talking about this. Here's the purpose of this, listeners. We're providing solutions. We're making you aware of solutions. And I haven't heard anyone else that's doing it quite like this and has the feedback. And I thought it was so valuable. We really wanted to get it on the broadcast and get it out there. So, for those of you who think this is, uh, you know, w- You know, we're we're promoting, yeah, I'm I'm promoting solutions. And that's what this is about. I think Alice is a great training solution. I think Joe Farr is a great, you know, what's going on in the market solution. I think uh, what are you doing in the consulting side solution? We're here to provide solutions to our users. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to get involved with the broadcast here and give us some of your time. Uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, doing all we could to help others become more aware of what you're doing. I think it's a great idea, man. Really appreciate it
5: awesome thanks thanks for having me guys this was the, this was our official uh this is our first promotion and sure. uh, and conversation about the tool so
1: well we're glad to have you here and can't wait to hear about your success we've got to have you come back once it's out of beta and get another report love to have you back my friend appreciate you thank you guys you bet well, uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff yet coming up in the next broadcast. I, I need to do a real apology to Sam Garcia. He was dialed in and ready to give his report. And I was, struggling, I was looking at some technology issues I have here. And I just blew it. And so anyway, my apologies to Sam Garcia on that. He was dialed in, folks, and many of you you are into his reports and so some of you said hey what happened to sam and then sam wrote me, says, "Did i get bumped off the radio (laughs) no you didn't sam it's just my bad just my bad week i'm really excited about our topic next week we've got a new correspondent lending program i can't tell you who it is because they're they're a part of a publicly traded company they're having their earnings call on wednesday this week and uh, so but folks you're going to want to come back and Be listen to next week's broadcast because it's going to be really an exciting topic and uh it's launching a new correspondent program We said well correspondent lending has been around forever well wait till you hear about the innovation that's involved and what's been how they've redesigned the whole process i got to be a privilege of being consulting to this entity and from the very beginning and it is something i've been so excited to see come into the marketplace and it's a correspondent lending platform that's doing it and it completely different. It's rewriting it from the ground floor up. You're not going to want to miss the broadcast next week. So we have a surprise guest, a surprise um, uh, product announcement. And uh, and that will be just out there and you're going to want to stay tuned. So for all of us at MBS, excuse me, all of us here at the Lickin' on Lending Radio program, um, we're just excited to have you here. But let's go to Joe Farr real fast, get a quick update on the markets. What's happening, Joe? It looks like we're they, just down yeah. a little bit right now.
2: Yeah, we hadn't moved much. We we're down three. We were down two earlier. So, uh, you know, just yeah, kind of Settled along. into our
1: trading range. Alice, any words of wisdom you have for us as we go to the door here?
4: Well, I guess I'm just uh, going to say uh, happy trade, everybody. And if you need help, uh, give trid. us a call. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. And actually, um, there's a lot of ways you could leverage that tool we just learned about today in identifying if your TRID implementation was successful, right? So, if you think about a survey tool like that, you could change up your questions related to the latest things you have going on. And so, your first group of questions could be satisfaction about how did we do with this implementation um, to see where you stand in the market as well. So, I think there's a, uh, think about that as you about true implementation
1: Yeah, so good stuff out there well appreciate you and, and Joe both being here on the broadcast each week and again uh, thank you so much listeners for telling us about the broadcast we will be back next week and looking forward to having you here and uh, even though it's the hot summer times many of you are downloading and listening to this and we appreciate it have a great week everybody see you back here next week